Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Here to break down UFC 286. Right? Right number? Yeah. Yeah. I always fuck it up. Even though I look at it right before, I never know until I say it. But here I am, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Matt McSweeney. I'm joined by Ty Capone, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. Ty, how are you feeling? Did you enjoy the card? I did. It was very long. I had to go back and watch 15 (laughs) fights. It was from like, what, 1 to 8? 1 to 8? 1 to 7.30? 1 to 8? It's a long... It's a long... uh, Imagine being there the whole time. Sheesh, but... Yeah, I mean, I I thought there were some pretty good fights. I mean, um, there's how many how many uh, lightweight fights were there? I think two, three, three or four. And they're all all of them were good fights. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed the main car. I know when there's a lot a lot of decisions, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, the decisions usually aren't the the worst thing as long as they're um, entertaining. And a lot of like majority decisions, which which means the fights were close. And, you know, a lot of splits, uh, a lot of weird scoring, a lot of really really weird scoring. And we'll get into that as we go through each and every fight on this card. We've got another one uh, this upcoming weekend too, which is a big time factor in the one thirty five division. But first, we must talk about Leon Rocky Edwards maintaining and keeping his UFC. Welterweight title, a majority decision. I believe it was 40, what, 49, 40, what, was it 48, 40? 48, 46. Yeah. I, and there was one that was 47, Because of, of the point taken via the fence grab. Did you, I guess, I don't want to get right into that, but I guess, did, did you, I agreed with them taking the point. Because I mean, it's um, not, I, Yeah, I just, I, Herb Dean didn't do it until Marvishman said something, so. Yeah, it was know. just, I, I mean, I, I like when you do that. It really does change the fight when you get away with stuff like that. So uh, I do like sometimes when they're like, you know, I think there, there should be a hard penalty for doing that, especially the fence grabs, because it's like, listen, when you get kicked in the nuts, we can stop the fight, give you the time to recover, and it's like, okay, but like you lose that position, you don't know what could have happened with that position, yeah. if that would have changed the round or whatnot. So people still were giving Leon that round, based off of what happened uh, other than that. But was it the third or fourth? Third, right? I think it might have might have been the third. Yeah, I thought he won four four of the five rounds. I think two, three, and four were all kind of close. Yeah, you know, I don't think they. I wouldn't say they would go either way, but I, I you know, if you gave Usman one of the other rounds, I guess I can't be too mad. But um, I, I just thought Usman didn't look that good. I, I thought he looked pretty bad. This is how I said uh, how I broke it down when I was watching it with my boys. I said at. Or I would say Usman didn't win the fight, basically. So it's either Leon won or it's a draw. And the yeah. draw is basically just based off the fact that I didn't trust you know, the judges. I, I never trust the judges' scorecards. But I thought Leon did enough. He was the better fighter. So it's basically mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. Leon was way better than him on Saturday night. And I know we'd like to do this sometimes, and I, it's unfortunate, but I really do think that a lot of this has to do with the fact that Usman is just not the same guy that he was even a couple of years ago, man. He he has he has fallen off a cliff, it seems like. He has deteriorated big time. I mean, his gas tank was not good on Saturday night. And I mean, we knew if a fight 
took place in the start. And a lot of people want to talk about Leon Edwards' takedown defense, and it was good. But I think a lot of Kamara Usman's takedown offense was just him leaning him up against Terrible. the fence. It, it really wasn't – yeah, like, I, it was just awful. I, I, that was one of the worst performances I've seen from Kamara Usman in his whole career. It, it just – that's that was the main takeaway that I had. I, I think Leon Edwards, of course, has gotten much better. You saw it in the in the first fight or second fight. I keep forgetting that it's a, a trilogy, but in the second fight, you know, he got a takedown on Usman. He was like, you know, pushing the pace at, at certain points during the fight, and he gassed out. They were up at, at elevation. And I understand all that. I, I mean, this fight, he just Kamaru looked like a shell of himself, and you you could say a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's. You know, he got knocked out. Uh, I mean, he is getting older, but it, it just it just seemed like it, it just it happened very quickly. I never thought there would be a day where Kamaru was just like uh, just I I don't even know. I I really struggle to find the words to really equate how I guess I guess I had more. I don't I really don't know. I really like I thought he was gonna look way better. I didn't think he would fall off a cliff like this. I thought this fight would be really close. I thought Usman would be able to push the pace. I thought his striking, like, like we said, if it, if it stayed on the feet for a while, then it was going to be a Leon fight. But I just thought he'd be much more successful in the takedown department and much more successful in the cardio department. And that was really not the case. I mean, Leon was tired as well, but Kamaru was very tired, it, it seemed like, from, from, the, from the outsider's perspective. Yeah, and I mean his his striking defense was non-existent. He was getting hit anytime Leon wanted to throw punches. I think that his corner told him that, you know, you're landing at will. Uh, yeah, the leg kicks really, man. They really slowed him down. They helped. They helped everything that you yep. said. Uh, just the leg kick, the low kick, even the that one body kick that fucking folded him. Yeah. He got right back up, and you knew you knew that it could hurt. Um, he also, you know, he mixed in a good a good um varied attack of illegal blows. So I have to give him credit for that, the John Jones effect. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I mean, you're going to get warned once for everything, so you might as well just do everything once. You know what yeah, I mean? Really? Why not? Eye pokes, See, the, fucking nut shots, an whatever eye poke, you A nut shot, maybe a second nut shot. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just it was just kind of fun. Also, you know, Usman just kind of complaining, trying to get some points taken yeah. away. I, it, you know. Definitely weird if I heard Dean the, the the odd start to the second round where the clock kept going, but he uh, Usman ran all the way over before the fight the round started. And Leon's complaining about where he start. It, it, uh, and then Herb's just not even you know. <laughs> Herb's just oh, a warm body in there, man. He really does. He, just... he honestly doesn't do anything. And when you need him to do something, he doesn't. But then when you don't need him to do something, he does. So exactly. He's just, uh, <laughs> that is the best way sure to explain he, it. I'm pretty sure he said, I'm giving you a hard warning to Leon. And then he took a point. Then he took a I'm pretty point. sure that's what he said. So I'm like, that's not a hard warning. A hard warning is saying, don't do it again or I will take a point. I don't know. Either way, I, I'm. this is why he doesn't do main events. It's always something. It's, it's never smooth sailing with, with her. It's kind of hard. Hey, I, I like it because usually when it's stri a striking battle, he lets a guy. He ain't going to stop the fight early. That's for sure. <laughs> that's what I like about her. That's the one thing I will say. Herb will not stop the fight early. He will make sure unless you're in a tight gets, sub. Yeah, you know he sees a lot of phantom subs. But then uh, yeah, he unless, to go to sleep. unless you're Robbie Sometimes. Lawler. Yeah, and, and then he'll he'll stop the fight pretty early. But um, I guess I don't want to get out of there, but before saying that, like Leon has made great strides in his game. He he just you know he's he was the bigger guy 
I, I guess like taller. I mean, Kamaru is just yeah. a massive. He does know. look stronger. I think he looks. He, he's looked like he's put on a lot of muscle over the last couple of years. He's thirty-one, right? Uh, he doesn't turn thirty-two until like the end of the year. So you got to figure this is pretty much this is pretty much his peak. This is pretty much his prime physical, yeah, and uh, mental. I mean, I didn't think he looked. You know, there was times he was tired in this fight. You could tell, but and he got hit with a couple of shots when he was gassed. I think, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Kamaru landed a good straight that 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 landed pretty well. But he, he uh, I just think he's a different fighter now. You know, um, well, the confidence we'll has a lot to do with the fact that you know he just head kicked him into the shadow realm last yeah. time. So. How about how cool was the headshot thing when uh, Kamar came across the uh, octagon to like do his whole fucking like? Yeah, what was that about? Usman looked a little. uh, I feel like maybe uh, not not all there, maybe not 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 all that focused, and maybe somebody who knew he was you know, um, probably maybe he wasn't fully confident himself. Uh, Either way, he didn't. You know, again, I think Leon landed seventy four percent of his significant strikes. That's just, you know, huge number. He stuffed nine takedowns, 11 takedowns. Um, he was only on the, on bottom for five minutes. Uh, he got back up pretty much every time. Yeah. He outstruck Usman in every round but the second. Um, and he, even that, it was only, uh, he, he only uh, landed one less. Went to the leg 41% of the time, went to the body 30%, mixed it up really well. Kamara just headhunts. Um, maybe just really just not a good matchup for uh, Kamara Usman, you know, uh, a power powerful strong guy who can negate the wrestling um and pretty much just land at will inside and on the outside i mean that 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 step in knee landed multiple times it buckled him the once the, the one time yeah, and he even landed bomb and even landed in the fifth i think he didn't land it as, as clean but um you know he was he was landing the calf kick every time he um whenever he wanted to throw the jab and throw the one two and put you know combos together uh, usually counters Kamara whenever he wants. So I don't know what's next for Kamara. He's almost 36. Same same with Colby. Colby's 35. He turns 36 soon. I know a lot of people are talking about Colby. And, you know, he was quiet for a while. And then he got his uh, his little shine. Now, you know, he's all we hear about. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Usman, it's, it's, when, he gets to that, when you get to that age, man, he's had a lot of knee surgeries. He's had a lot of injuries. His wrestling career took a lot out of him. Uh, you know. Sometimes it's just that this is just what happens. It's what happened to Tyron Woodley too. So, I um, I would like to say a few things in regards to the whole Colby thing. So Colby is there. He makes weight for the uh, the what's it called backup fighter or whatever, which they really didn't talk about beforehand. Even though somebody brought that up at the press conference, and they were both like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." So I was like, "Oh, that's not real." And then he shows up at the weigh-ins. So I'm like, "Oh my god, that actually is real." And not that yeah. I even wanted to see him this weekend. I wanted to make sure this was taken care of. But uh, people acting like Col- like that Colby is so undeserving of the next title shot is a little insane to me, If uh, to be honest. Uh, I don't think that he's anyone – like I don't think he's more deserving than anyone else. I-, I guess I should say that. But I don't know if it's like – insane tack like he doesn't really deserve uh the the next title shot because if you look at the rest of the guys i mean i, I hear I'm not like, sure who does though that's what i'm saying you know, that's like, my big thing like it's just like who, who are you putting in there team. over him Bilal is the name i keep hearing like ariel hawani has like been been like slurping Bilal and all these different guys hogs that yeah. aren't colby covington basically and if you go through the top of the the you know the big thing oh colby doesn't have a win against the top whatever you know, since 2019 or whatever. 
I would just and and people that saying Leon Edwards, uh, you know, he he's going to call a shot and he, you know, he's not going to give him a, a title shot. He's not worthy. I would just implore you and, and ask you to look back at the fight that Leon Edwards got his title shot off of. A win against Nate Diaz, okay? So that's 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 what earned him a title shot. A, a fight against a guy who what? Hadn't won a fight in how long? You know, like it, to be fair, he did have a matchup with Shania three times. Yes, but again, I mean, you can hold that against whoever you want. It's he still fought Nate Diaz, and then before that, hadn't fought since you know uh, the Bilal Muhammad eye poke. But then before that, his last real win was Rafael Dos Anjos in, in 2019. So it's basically yeah. the same thing. That's my only point in that is that they're they're they have the exact same resumes going into. A uh, title fight, other than the fact that Colby lost twice to Kamar Usman, when we can all agree Kamar Usman was a much better product of himself then than he is now. Now, I'm not saying that Colby will necessarily beat Leon. I don't know that for a fact, but I would say that he will present a much bigger problem than Kamaru did, especially this past Saturday night. Would you agree with that? Um, I'm not sure. I think maybe. I mean, the Usman we just saw, I don't, you know, they can keep running that back as much as they want, but the same thing would happen. He just, again, you know, it looks like he's deteriorating. There's not really much he can do when that starts happening. Um, I just, you know, what's 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 Colby done recently? He, he fought Masvidal, was that a year ago? About? About a year ago, yeah. Um, I think he would probably have more success in the wrestling. I think he'd be able to get more control and more takedowns, better accuracy than Usman just did. But... I think he, you know, maybe maybe he can steal some rounds with uh, activity, uh, but I, I, you know, um, I think I think Leon would chip away his legs. I think he might set up the the high kick. I think Le, Leon would be better striking uh, in in most of the exchanges, but I think it would be closer. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a good chance Colby could 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 eke out a decision, honestly. Um, I think the cardio just, will play a huge factor. That's basically where yeah, I, I, my I think Colby is. still has great cardio, but you know, what if it's a little? What if it's just not as good as it used to be? True. You know, what if he does fade in the fifth instead, or maybe the fourth and fifth? I don't know. It's really hard to tell because it's been a year, and again, he's thirty-five. He just turned thirty-five, and a record of guys who are over thirty-five years old between one thirty-five and one seventy in title fights, two and twenty-eight. So, um, you know, I think both. Are? I, I believe, I believe Tyron Woodley. Yes, sir. Um, which is crazy because then you saw how quickly he fell. I mean, I one million percent did not see him losing to Usman. I just thought he had a little bit more left, and Usman needed to climb up a little bit more. But that that was not even competitive. So, no. um, I, you know, who's to say Usman can't get back there? I don't know, but um, yeah, this the whole division's kind of in a, a weird state right now. Would you say? I mean, what's you? You have Bilal in there. And I'll, I'll give Bilal his respect, but like he fought, he fought Leon. He wasn't losing, and then he got eye poked, and you know, unfortunate. But he wasn't winning that fight. Gilbert Burns is getting old. Shavkat, maybe he's not ready yet. And everyone wants to keep talking about Shamaya, but he can't make. He can't even make one seventy, no, yeah. so he shouldn't even be mentioned in this. The Sean Brady win is probably Bilal's best win. I mean, I mean, it is the most recent yeah. one. But if you look back, Vicente Luque, Stephen Thompson, and Damian Maya, it's just. Right. You know, I mean, those, especially Damian Maia, I mean, all three of those wins really aren't, you know, they haven't really aged well. It's not his fault, but those guys have basically fallen off cliffs. 
So, you know, and Wonder Boy is even still in the, but that's just a bad matchup. He just took him down and held him down the whole time. Yeah. I, I don't even want to I, I think the thing that with Bilal that's gonna hold him back in this whole discussion is that he continues to sit on his hands and wait for a and I know Covington has done the same thing, but Covington's higher than him. So he basically can afford to do that, where Bilal needs to prove to everyone all the time that he is worthy of the of this next title shot. You know, Colby's fought for title. When you have fought for Colby's titles, yeah. When you have yeah. fought for championships, you can hang around up there in that championship discussion and so he's long more as marketable. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. He's more interesting. He's more fun. It really, it's really the case. It might, be, it might not be fair, but also like. You know, to kind of pig- piggyback off of what you said, what has Belong done really? He beat Sean Brady, cool. That's cool, but like Sean Brady wasn't really next, you know, close to a title shot necessarily. Uh, Vince- Vicente Luque pretty much passed it. Steve Wonderboard Thompson passed it. Damian Maya way passed it. Uh, he fought Leon Edwards then. It happened early in the second, but he lost the first round, and he was going to lose that fight <laughs> no matter what. That's a bad matchup for Belong. He- he's, you know, Leon's better everywhere. Um, yeah, he went to-, to a decision with Diego Lima, Lyman Good, you know, now. Keep going back and back. Uh, he's not young either, man. He's 34. I think he uh, turns 35 in the summer. I don't know. What do you think uh, the future? Who ends this year as the 170-pound champion? Well, according to you, we got Shavkat. The, the future is locked in. Yep. So what needs to happen for that to happen, in my opinion, he needs, is... All he needs is one win. Shavkat right versus now, Bilal. That's the discussion right now, and that's the best-case oh, scenario for you. Oh, oh, oh. Seriously. Well, yeah. Because I think Shafkat smokes him. So the the problem is you have Chamayev in here at three, and like we both just agreed, he's really not a one seventy er, and they're not going to keep him said Yeah, his next fight. Yeah, his right? next fight's at eighty five, is what he said. And well, he's taking he's taking that belt by the year's end. Yeah, well, that, I mean, I, I'm not. You're not wrong. I mean, it dep- I just I don't know, man. I really don't. I, I'm so worried about him after him missing weight by nine pounds. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know if I got. I mean, he's huge though, so I guess in theory he'd have no problem taking guys down like Pereira and Adesanya. But I, I don't think really anyone could be the only, the only intriguing matchup I see at eighty five for him is Costa, just because of how fucking huge he is. But yeah. other than that, it seems like he'd have no problem. You know, even I guess Vittori would kind of keep maybe keep it standing. Shmaev and Drickus. Yeah, he probably kills Drickus, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But in seriousness, though, like Covington probably is the next guy. The thing is, Usman's still there, so Usman has to fight someone. So uh, yeah. I don't does know. Usman fight, uh, you know, like Burns is fighting Masvidal, but does it Burns winning against Masvidal get him a title shot? No, but it, it might get him a. Uh, how many times has Burns fought Usman? Just once. Just once. So I think they might be able. That that's something you could you could definitely argue. I mean, Burns is, isn't. I think Burns is older than Usman, but. I don't think he's. I think he's aging a little better. I, maybe he won't. But you know, if they fought again, I don't. Who knows? I think you could sell that as a number one contender's bounce back situation after a Covington Leon fight. You know, I think there's 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 all kinds of different angles you can play in this division. You can play the Usman Covington card. You can play the Usman. I guess you can't really do Usman Edwards after the best of three. Yeah, no. But you can play like I, I guess Jorge's a little out of it or else I would say you could play the whole Leon Masvidal thing and uh, Covington Masvidal that's that, you know now they're doing things out of court or out of, out of the cage and could Usman go up to 85 and have success yeah yeah I mean I how could why couldn't he be at least Marvin Vittori level who's, who's what top three yeah. in that division and he's you know I think he's very undeserving of 
of being a, a title contender because he's just very, very boring and just basic style. And he, you know, I think he's going to get dropped and rocked one of these times. Um, so, yeah, I think he could do that easily. I mean, Usman against Robert Whitaker at 185, what do we got? I think maybe Usman. Yeah, I would probably t- – I mean, the thing is it's such recency bias. It depends. If Usman shows up looking like that all the time, then I don't know who he's uh, – like – I mean, maybe he's had must. I'd rather take him in a three rounder because I, I was just. I've never been worried about his cardio before, and if he's not able to push the pace on people and wrestle and back them up against the fence like he used to be able to, if some of these guys, especially at these bigger weight classes, are going to have an easier time keeping him off of them, then I really don't know where he where his success is. You know, it's. It seems like so long ago that he was knocking out Jorge Masvidal. That was only what two years ago. It's, um, you know, he even looked, if you really go back, he even looked uh, bad in the uh, the, sec- the second Covington fight. Not that I should say he looked bad, but he, I'd say Covington had much more success in that one than he did in the other one. I mean, because he, yeah. he was even able to take it to a full decision. So, you know, and he looked good uh, leading up into the Leon fight. But even then, I guess he could, he really wasn't wrestling towards the second half of that fight. So that that's the shit that I think about and have concern with, but. I don't really think I wouldn't take. I'd have a tough time favoring someone over him. I guess is the the right thing to say. I mean, he was a minus two fifty going into this fight. So, so we're in agreement. We think Leon gets the next one, right or wrong. Also, I, I think that's I just think, the fight to make. Yeah, I I, I agree. Listen, I'm I'm all in on Leon. I know he he got shit on a lot, and I think a lot of that was unfair because he couldn't really leave. Yeah, uh, right. He yeah. couldn't leave the UK. No, yeah, he was locked down for a long there. portion, and then he had like I think he had like six fights in a row canceled. And I don't know, I don't think that was all because he couldn't leave London. I'm pretty sure Tamayev, Tamayev uh, had like a health dying. problem going on. Yeah, he was like yeah. spitting blood up in the sink and stuff like that. If he you was remember supposed all those to fight videos. Jorge, he was supposed to fight Tyron, he was supposed to fight Nate before he fought Nate. So he's had a lot of bad luck. Um, also, he has good wins even before um, he before he went on this run. You know, he beating Cowboy, beating Gunnar Nelson. In a pretty close back and forth, he beat Luke and Barbarina easily. Um, remember, he had that eight second knockout. He uh, had, I want to say competitive, but uh, at least he didn't get finished by Houston in the first fight. And that Claudio Silva fight in his debut, uh, I think he got robbed in that. So, pretty good career so far. I think one of the more underrated fighters in the UFC. Look at his record what, 21 and three, or is 20 and three? 21 um, and three, or one of yeah, those 20. Yeah. Something yeah, like he's tw- <laughs> 21 and three. Yeah. Um, just really underrated, kind of going on the radar, not known as a big finisher, doesn't talk much. Now I think he's, uh, you know, his persona is growing. He's getting more comfortable who he is as a fighter, as a person. I think he has a great camp. I think he has a great team behind him. Uh, he just, he's, he keeps getting better in all different ways. You know, uh, cardio has come a long way just from that Nate fight, even from the first Usman or the second Usman fight. Um, yeah, I just, a uh, big fan. I mean, how can you not? You really can't. The, the only thing that's, uh, or how can you not be a big fan? Let me finish that thought first, and then second, uh, it is uh, affecting him or pissing me off. I hate when the champions become champions and then start saying, "Well, I'm not going to fight this guy. I'm not going to fight yeah, that guy." I, that that's always bothered yeah. me. Leon does have a little bit of, you know, he has a lot of that, um, maybe like diva mentality, or uh, yeah, like I'm the star now. Like he thinks honestly, he can call the shots. I, you, you know, know, I wish it was. That, I kind of wish it was that easy, but um, it's it's really not. Well, yeah, it's just not real. Like, if you had won six in a row and you were the champ, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like you can call sure. like whatever you want, but you just you just defended your title for the first time. But, you know, like also, you, what do you think about the crowd 
introducing Leon with Bruce Buffer in the South. That was awesome. that was cool. That was awesome. That was the headshot really dead uh, chance were yeah. nice. Uh, I, yeah, the, that was the, awesome. the UK, the European crowds are awesome. They really are. They're amazing. They bring the I energy. More, the I just night. wish they had less frauds of fighters. But, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially when they go to Ireland, to you know, they, should, they have Ian Gary out there. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Machado. Machado, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but I guess uh, that I, I, that kind of wraps it up. for the, the I, I could sit here and talk about the welterweight division this whole time. I would love to see Bilal and Shavkat. I would love to see... Uh, you, the Burns and Masvidal fight. I guess the people are arguing that if Masvidal wins that fight, I mean, if he knocks Burns out, I guess the the stories there, people of less um, distinction have gotten title shots. So I, I I really wouldn't be that upset with it. But I, I really do think just Colby's next, and I think that that fight is intriguing for a many a multitude of factors. I still I think it's right down the odds were minus one one fifteen one plus one thirty. Uh, Leon would be the yeah. underdog in that fight, which I, I don't necessarily disagree with. I just think the wrestling and the cardio would be a huge factor, and I, you know it depends. Though uh, I thought Usman was going to do uh, that, just that, and he kind of deteriorated. Colby, like you said, is getting older. Maybe he deteriorates a little bit. So you really, you really never know. Uh, but that was that. It was a uh, entertaining fight, uh, somewhat. Uh, I not a crazy, yeah, not a crazy, not crazy entertaining, but yeah, it was a good fight. Uh, how about Justin Gaethje? Now you want to talk about entertaining? Yeah. Justin Gaethje brings it every single time, man. Uh, a majority decision, which – would you like to get into the judges' uh, scorecards here? Was it, this was insane. Yeah, I man. would. Yeah, I – Did you think for sure that Justin had won the fight at the end? I did. I thought it was close, and I thought when – I, when I first watched it, I was kind of watching it back and forth. This, this was on at the same time as Kansas suffered a heartbreaking, even though nobody seemed to really care, including myself. Lost to Arkansas. Um, it was on the same time, so I was trying, to, and I just got done work, and it was a busy weekend, and I was like, "Yeah, running on no fumes, running on fumes." Um, so I was kind of like not paying attention. I thought Gaethje won two and three, right? Does that make sense? Uh, if I remember, yeah, I thought he could have won the first one too, but I think towards yeah. the second half of the fight, um, it really came on. Mr. Paul Sutherland, he uh, he had himself a night. Jesus. That's for sure. Um, he gave the first two to Fiziev and round three he gave a 10-8 to Gaethje. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about any of that besides maybe the first round. So, yeah, and how about the takedown? How about the takedown? You know, I think he could have gone early in the fight. I'm going to save it for the very, very end. I thought that was awesome. Blast double leg just took his ass down. Uh... Easy, too. Easy work. Um, even though I did think Fiziev did some, did some good work, but... I just knew, you know, he wasn't going to get any of the second or third rounds because of damage. His face was fucked up um, badly. Gagey yeah. was landing at pretty much at will. Uh, he pretty he went to and and Fiziev was going to the body more and going to the legs more. Um, and you know, Gagey in the third round just started jabbing him, jabbing him, jabbing him, and that's what really I think uh, helped the, his entire face because he had kid cuts everywhere on the outside of his eyebrow, under his eye, I think on the bridge of his nose, and he was fucked up. Um, but yeah, I think I think AG decided to win, uh, deserve to win. Um, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I, I thought it was a good, not a good, great performance from Gaethje, especially in the second half of that fight. He fought behind his jab. I thought a big factor of this fight coming into it, and the reason I would have picked Gaethje on here, I would, for the record, would have picked Usman uh, inside the distance on the last one because I thought he would have made a Ooh. statement that that, so I would have lost on that. Let me just I not act like I'm going to pick all the winners. 
Yeah, no, I would have exactly. Uh, even though I, I, I thought we, we last time were like Edwards might win this, and he looked yeah. worse in that fight and won it than this. You know, well, I'm not going back there. But let me just say, Gaethje was the much bigger guy. So when I saw that at the weigh-ins, I was like, ooh, that's a problem. And if Gaethje fights smart, he's very tough to beat. If he fights behind that jab and actually boxes with you, his hands are nasty. So I don't... Still doesn't throw as many light kicks as he should. No, and I, I mean, maybe that... Who knows? He, I think he's gotten cracked a few times throwing them. He, he just doesn't like... He doesn't like throwing them as much anymore. I don't, I don't know. I really... I don't get it. But, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a... Thing that it's a valuable, valuable tool, especially when you're fighting a guy who's longer and bigger than you. That wasn't the case this weekend, or even a, a kickboxer, a guy who uses movement. If you're able to just zap the power out of that front leg, it really slows the guy down. Uh, Gaethje looked great; he really did. Uh, he is one of those guys. He will always be in that top five for as long as he chooses to fight in the UFC. I don't know. I really, I mean, other than doing the Poirier rematch, that's pretty much the only thing that is available for him right now and i think I that, that, that fight, fight would be awesome uh, they should do a five a rounds it should be, it really should be five rounds it should be a main event on one of these fight nights or something but there's nothing wrong with putting that on a co-main or one of yeah. the you know something like that because that is a huge big time fight and it should be five rounds because that that those guys are 100 percent worthy of that distinction and did you watch kg uh gamrot Oh yeah, I, I mean, I watched Gaethje fight fight a telephone pole. I, I really, I, I want to lose that one. He might. I, I would hope so. The telephone pole will take. Sh- it has an iron chin. I, I think a lot, a big thing. You know, I don't want to talk really about what's next for fifty five because Gaethje is technically could be in line for a title shot against Makachev because Makachev has to run through everyone uh, at least once, even though he lost to Khabib. I imagine this fight would pretty much go the same way. Uh, we have to see what uh, Oliver and Taryush do. And was that May? So yes. we got we got a little bit of time before, and he and Makachev's not fighting until October supposedly. He wants he called Leon out on Saturday too, which come on, man, hilarious. Let's get be real. Who would you have in that fight? Uh, <laughs> Islam. I would. You would take Islam. Yeah. He probably would just take him down, right? Yeah, easily. Uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. And the cardio would be just insane. Yeah. But uh, how about yeah? I mean, not really much to say other than that. Gaethje, he's just one of those guys. And Fazeev was on a meteoric run, but I did not realize that Fazeev is what five eight, you know. And Gaethje just it just seemed. I mean, maybe Gaethje's not that much bigger than him, but it just seemed like that in the octagon. He was just a much more massive human being. He's five eleven. He had three injury, you know, height advantage. Yeah. Good win. Good win for Justin Gaethje. How about Gunnar Nelson? Basically, just cutting through Brian, Brian Barbarina, and as soon as he took him down later on in the first round, uh, Barbarina just looked overmatched here, and uh, another good run for Brian Barbarina, but this is just a bad, bad matchup for him. Gunnar Nelson's yeah, a very annoying uh, kind of guy to have. He's, just, <laughs> he's like the 170 Paul Craig. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think he's a bit underrated. He has some good wins. Uh, you know, Cowboy Oliveira. Alan Joban at the time, Alan Joban was a freak. Albert Sumanoff, he shut that shit down. Brandon Satch was a top prospect at the time. Omari Akhmedov, I think he was his first loss. Um, so he's never really had an easy um, run, even when he was in the UFC. When, even when he, you know, he's never been acting. He's pretty much just been fighting uh, once a year. 
Yeah. Uh, he went to a, he, oh my, man, he, he made it really interesting with Leon Edwards in that fight. I remember I had Leon as a, just a parlay piece and I was nervous. Went the distance with Gilbert. Um, you know, and yeah, I think this was just an easy matchup. Barberini gets taken down so easy. I mean, how many times did he get taken down against Mr. Um, Jason Witt? Like seven. And he got dropped. So, uh, Darian Weeks took him down whenever he wanted to. I, I, I figured, uh, this was going to be one of my biggest picks was Barbarina or Gunnar Nelson inside the distance, probably just a sub either, even. Um, and we're round one possibly, but inside the distance, Gunnar Nelson, lock of the century. Jennifer Maya just dominated Casey O'Neill. That's another lock of the century. Saying that she was greased um, up after the fight. How about that? You see, you see that on Twitter? Uh, just, you know, Casey O'Neill was like, Maya I was, said it? Yeah, Casey O'Neill was like, I was not greased up. Like, you know, just, you beat me. Like, I don't understand why That's you're... Weird. Uh, Casey O'Neill just didn't. I, this is more of, in my opinion, the case of Casey O'Neill just not being ready for this level, not being, not the UFC, just this level of the division. She, yeah, her she striking really didn't have, look good, man. Yeah, she has some fundamental issues. She's, I mean, she's only twenty four, and she just came back from you know a bad injury. But I think a lot of the hype was on her. Um, she was the favorite. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of people probably just say, you know, Jennifer Maya is old, and she's, you know awkward and not great to watch aesthetically pleasing. You know, she's kind of like plods forward, but she, man, she, she's very active through 349 strikes, total strike, 355 total strikes. That's a lot, man. That's a big number. Casey O'Neill threw 264 herself. They both landed about 130 each big numbers for, uh, for a women's fight, honestly. Yeah. So I, I like that from Casey O'Neill, you know, she is active, but she didn't look to wrestle at all. She only went for one takedown. Didn't get it. Um, she got controlled a little bit, you know, outmuscled. Um, her striking is just kind of like a, you know, a mess. She can land a couple. She doesn't really have power. She has a little speed, but she doesn't really have good footwork. Uh, she kind of just stays there when after she throws a combo, she doesn't really get out. Nope. Uh, she comes in wild. So yeah, I've, you know, she has a lot of a lot of things to work on, but um, she is a dog. She does have a pretty good a chin, good heart. You know, uh, seems like a savage, but not ready for I'm that. Not too, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jennifer Maya, you know, Jennifer Maya won a round, took a round off Valentina Shevchenko. So I think there's there's a bit of a level uh, discrepancy there, but definitely needed a loss like that to, you know, at least know how it feels to lose and then just uh, go from there. Really. Yeah, we'll get. I mean, we'll probably see the best Casey O'Neill in in this next fight. Whoever whoever they decide to match her up with. Yeah. Coming like you said, coming off that ACL. Uh, you know, going up in skill Came level like that. It's just a quick. Tip. But yeah, she did. You know. She did. How about? Which I don't uh, think it's good, but I guess it is good because she got cleared, right? It's not like she just went out there. Early. No, yeah, it wasn't like still. yeah. I mean, it was it was it was a year, but you know, you still really you need a lot of time to come back from them. I know people yeah. they're getting come back quicker and quicker, but fighting on that and like playing the different. fucking basketball or something. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a whole different game. That's just an ugly thing to come back from. Yeah, even though it's so such commonplace now in sports. How yeah. about? Well, I mean, another thing I did want to say before I get out of there was Jennifer Maya fighting be, fight behind that jab. It's kind of like Gaethje did, and not you know not not to the level, of course. And Casey O'Neill didn't move her she head. Up. She really didn't move no, her she, head at all. She always landed. Defense. Maya Maya countered her the whole time. It was yeah. just easy. It's like she didn't even learn at all. I mean, I guess the third round she had more success. Uh, Casey O'Neill did, but um, I think that's just you know she's like twelve. 10 years younger or something like that. I think she just, you know, was kind of desperate in that last round, just throwing, throwing caution in the wind. So Vittori. Yeah. How about Vittori with the, uh, 
with a unanimous decision victory. I know some people, I saw some people say that Roman had won this fight, and it was just not even like, somebody had 30-27 on there, which I'm not exactly sure about uh, as well, but. You know who that was? Mr. Ben Sutherland? Mr. Paul Sutherland. Oh, Paul Sutherland. Had, I'm um, confused with Ben. Yeah. Uh, his, his crazy drunk brother. brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, 30-20, he gave every round of Marvin Vittori, uh, even the first in which he got rocked. Yeah. Didn't do anything after that. Um, this is a yeah, weird fight to um, score. Weird. It's, it, Vittori fights are always weird. Roman Delizze has weird fights. Uh, middleweight in general has weird fights. You know, you notice a lot of like, <laughs> there'll be a lot of nothing going on. And then yeah. all, all of a sudden too much happens. You're like, wait, wait, whoa. I don't, you know, guys are getting points taken away, but they're getting dropped, double knockdowns. You never, you know, you never know. What goes on. I did think Vittori won two and three after losing one. I thought it was kind of, Kind of, you know, simple. Yeah. Simple, but I thought that was kind of fair. You know, I didn't think there was really anything else to to say about this. Um, yeah, I think Delizze, you know, Vittori went to the legs a lot. I thought that was that was something that I liked from him. Um, mixing up with the head and legs. He's, he just has an awkward style. And, you know, he wasn't really, he didn't get anything there, right? I don't think there's any wrestling at all in this fight. And he, he won a striking exchange with a guy who I think is probably just a better striker. But obviously not. You know, he landed a higher percentage. He landed the, the better shots. Went to the body a little more. Went to the legs way more. Uh, outstruck him by far, I think, at distance. Um, did a little bit in the clinch. Kind of held him up against the cage, too. But just really fought his style, even after a shaky start. So, I, you know, I kind of got to uh, applaud the Italian dream, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... He's just one, and I don't want to compare him. It's not the same, but in the similar sense to Gaethje, he's just there, man. He's right there at that upper level of the middleweight division, and you can't, you're not going to easily knock him off that spot. He's number three, and he's all these guys that are underneath him. He's pretty much, you know, not he. He's better than I should say. He's earned his spot up at that top of the middleweight yeah, division. I think so. And some people thought he would never, you know, be at that level. I, I think so. I don't know who he fights next. I, I really don't. Pereira. Yeah, really. That he might be. If Pereira wins, you know he. But Vittori's gonna have to wait a while. Vittori seems like he he'd be behind Whitaker. Whitaker's got to fight somebody soon, right? That would that would probably be. Uh, I but who does Whitaker fight? It just seems like a little bit of a log jam, up at the top, yeah. and that's the only thing that would hold him back from getting a uh, title shot. He was supposed to fight Vittori, and then he came back and beat Vittori unanimous decision. His only losses have been Israel Adesanya since 2014. So you really can't deny that guy a title shot either. So Odd, odd division, like you said. Yeah, real odd. How about, what are we at here? We got Chris Duncan. I'm sorry, Jack Shore. That's not good. Before we get to Chris Duncan, let's get to Jack Shore dominating Mr. Finland, unfortunately. Uh, it just seemed like he, you know, Mr. Finland was trying to push the takedowns, kind of was getting a little chipped up a little bit, and uh, then eventually just got taken down, rear naked choked. And that was it for Mr. It's Finland. It's funny because he won the first round. And, you know, he looked bigger and stronger. And I, I was like, I don't know what, if Jack Shore is really going to, uh, you know, how he's going to do up a weight class because he doesn't look much bigger. I know his jiu-jitsu is good, but I think, you know, he might. there's going to be times where he gets just out-muscled. Um, he couldn't do anything in the first round. But, man, Mr. Finland, I guess, you know, he just has too much sex because he has five minutes, if that, of cardio. And then he is huffing and puffing, man. It is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It's every fight, every single time. I, listen, I know he's not, was he 35 too? So, like, I, you know, whatever. I get it. 
<laughs> but man, you know, that's, I think three, three losses in a row where he got finished in the second round. Yeah. Um, so like, when's the last time you got a win that wasn't in the first round? Chris Fishgold in the second, come on, Jason Knight split where he, you know, fade it in that fight. So, you know, he pretty much is what he is. I think anytime we see him matched up, you know, if you want to take a shot on him, first round's the way to do it. You know, he gets matched up with a Mike Grundy, somebody who doesn't know what they're doing on the ground. You for sure take that sub. Jack Shore, man, put him, you know, was piecing him up, and then he took him down. And yeah. I think the commentators are acting like he probably shouldn't have done that, and then he just puts him out. Well, Bisping so, gets mad whenever anyone gets taken down because he just uh, – that's all, all that guy had himself to. a rough night. Hey, man, know, and we didn't talk about I, it. We didn't talk about it in the main event. Like, he, I, I think you're about to say what I think you're going to say. That man was biased in that main event. Yeah, I think he uh, I think he had a rooting interest in that fight. Yeah, which um, I don't blame him. But you got to hide it. You got to – DC, I'm sure DC is connected with, with so many other fighters considering he was just one of them. And he trains a lot. He always offers to help train guys who can't really wrestle. You know, he likes to work really just around wrestling. He loves wrestling. That's his life. Uh, he was supposed to commentate, I think, the 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 Matt Madness. Is that what that is? Um, but he was doing this fight. So he's always working with other fighters. So, and, But he does a good job of, you know, sometimes hiding it. Uh, given, you know, trying not to call John Jones all the names he wants to call him. Um, but Michael Bisping is not really not so... Uh, not so good at that, I guess. Michael Bisping is not a bad uh, commentator, but he's, I like him. He's obviously not the A team, and you can tell sometimes when he's up there calling these fights. I, that sounds mean, but it's just I, I, I don't like think he, he really knows what things are going on in the ground. He doesn't really know, really know too much. I I, I just think. feel like he's served better when he's with those other guys. He's able to kind of like flow a little bit more when he's with a DC and other guys. You know, he's not ever he's never been there with Joe Rogan. I don't think so. It just seems like when he's in in these kind of scenarios, he doesn't flourish as well as he does when he's with say a Brandon Fitzgerald and some other you know Paul Felder I mean, on a fucking fight yeah. night. He he's much yeah. better in that in that scenario, and that's not a negative to him. It's more the fact that the DC fight, guys in there are in the other one. First of all, he's a good friend with, with uh, Dan Hardy and, you know, Dan Hardy's wife's fighting. So, yeah, sometimes it gets a little complicated in there. But. And he's an English guy in England, you know, calling right. all these English fighters. So I, I, I don't blame him. I really don't. It's not, not it really was not a big deal where I would go on Twitter and whatever and, you know, these people complaining. I, I was like, wow, like he is rooting for Leon Edwards. But, like, it, it's, it really yeah, wasn't. Context into it. it. Yeah, it wasn't as, like, flagrant as people were making it out to be. Like, I wasn't getting pissed off. But yeah. I guess if these people have their friends fighting, they're like, shut the fuck up, basically, which I don't blame <laughs> either. How about Chris Duncan? This guy is exciting, man. He gets rocked all the time. He gets dropped. He's fucking fighting for his life. Omar Morales is, uh, I mean, if, if, if I'm going to be frank about this, this is just two guys who were at similar skill levels who were having an entertaining fight. Do you think that Mr. Morales was robbed? I didn't think no, so. But I thought Chris Duncan hey, won the fight. But. Look, you, know who made, <laughs> you know who made an appearance in this fight on the oh, scorecards, right? <laughs> Mr. Paul Sutherland uh, gave all three rounds to Omar Morales. Yeah, and what? I don't know how he did that. I don't know. I have no idea how that how he came to that. Uh, no idea. The third round and second round were both Chris Duncan rounds. I thought pretty easily. Um, um, what do you think? 
What do you? Uh, how can you defend, Mister? You can't. Mr. Hear it. You definitely can. It's that's that's just not even really. Especially the second round. Yeah, he had his way with him in the second. I mean, I could say I shouldn't say had his way with him, but he won the fucking second round. So, and I'll be honest, I can't wait to see who Chris Duncan is matched up with next. Where they they get the chance to send him to the shadow realm. It will be basically, will he get knocked out or will he come back and fight for his life? <laughs> These Scottish fighters are nuts. They're insane. They're I, I love them. Also, I, I thought, I, you know, maybe he's not that skilled, but he, he puts on good fights. But I think that just keeps backing. And more evidence to back up that 155 truly is the best best division. Even guys that are down here that we, we like kind of shrug off are pretty good and put Other on you know, good performances, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much all I just wanted to add on to that. Uh, I, we also got to see something we really haven't seen before, which was uh, Mark Goddard in the Muay Thai clinch, uh, which that you got to see in this fight here. <laughs> Sam Patterson was in two fights this weekend. Uh, a mo- a, 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 a which fight a, a lasted longer? Uh, the I think the one, the second one, the se- I think the second one might have, but not to even disrespect <laughs> Mr. Sam Patterson, he he is so huge for fifty five man. He was so much bigger than this guy, and this yeah. this Amosh Amos Amos yeah, however Ashmoz. you say this gentleman's name, he's a scary guy. He definitely is a he scary guy. He hits very very hard, and when he got him on the ground, he was lowering bombs on him. Sam Patterson. Yeah. Hooey, man. Then I mean, he got knocked out bad, bad. I, it's it's not good to see that stuff. <laughs> I mean, when it you're depends, fi- right? when you're yeah. fighting the fucking ref, it's not, not for, you are for a while you are too. yeah you are disconnected from reality. It took the ref. It took his trainer coming in and yelling at him, be like, "Yo, dude, dude." <sighs> he's like, "Wait, what?" Like, uh, he hey, this guy's trying to get his hands loose and throwing hands at uh, commission members. Uh, Mark <laughs> Mark Goddard passed Sam Patterson off like a baton to his team. He said, yeah, he hey, you guys need wait. to take care of him because he's about to fucking try to throw an elbow at me, and huh. I'm going to have to take him down and do him dirty. I'm going to have to call Yanal, the Red Fox, great nickname. I'm going to have oh, to yeah. call him over here to get you know some more in. I saw people say it was a late stoppage. I, I thought it was kind of like it, he wasn't out. He only went out. After the fight, after he got stopped, it's not like he stopped it before. Uh, he stopped yeah. it after the guy went out. You know what I mean? I, I didn't. Look I think at that it, fight. It looked oh my bad. God. Yeah. Yeah, me either. I, but I, I think, think people so are acting like he got like flatlined on the punch, which is yeah, not no, really the he, case. He was getting taken down and then he got hit at the same time. Like it wasn't. Like, I thought at first the first shot hit him, but didn't that the first one when he caught it didn't even hit him. It was so nice though when he caught his caught the kick. Let go and then came forward with the same hand he caught yeah. the kick with and just opened up a huge cut, bloodied him up and knocked him senseless. Yeah, and he fucking <laughs> he he laid laid some serious punishment on him and, and I, I'd like to see. Let me just not put this lightly. I'd like to see Sam Patterson take some time off. Okay, <laughs> I know we we don't want to see you for a while, and that's not be anything to do with your fighting. Yeah. It's just you. He yeah. doesn't look like he's but he's ready for this, man. Probably not. Um, you know, Ashmaz might be. Might be Israel's first, the uh, first actually actual good fighter. They've had a couple of chances for him. Natan Levy, I know you're not a huge fan of Natan Levy. He's not good. Uh, Mr. Ashmoss, he, he won a decision on the PFL Contender Series or whatever that is. So, you know, he can go the distance. Maybe we have something. I know he's only 7 0, but um, he has some serious, serious power. And he, he has some good finishing ability. I don't think he's big enough for 55, though. That's the only 5'9, you know, maybe not. Sam Patterson looked just as, uh, you know, 
a middleweight height wise. So I guess it's, I, think I, I guess maybe in off. comparison to those two, yeah, it would be. But like, yeah, five nine's not too too big. But I'd like to see him get in there against somebody, uh, maybe a different style. See how he does. How about Muhammad Mukayev? Uh, beating all sorts of allegations of him tapping, which it definitely looked like he tapped a few times on the uh, 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 just on the clips, but uh, you know they, they didn't call it. Uh, uh, Philo is saying he did. It doesn't really matter because Mukayev eventually rear naked choked him. I mean, he didn't tap to the fucking that knee bar, which shredded his knee. Uh, it just m- m- listen. Hey, you can't doubt Mukayev is tough, man, but th- this guy continues to find himself in situations where you're like, oh, boy, you know. The, uh, the, he's on the fade list, man. He's been on the fade list, and it's it's coming sometime soon. But then it seems like, you know, they, okay, you didn't tap, but you're out for fucking probably a year now while having to, yeah. you know, recover from some sort of, you know, ligament inj- injury that you sustained in this fight. So. And his shoulder was fucked up. So yeah. you might as well just kill two birds with one stone and get the, the AC joint fixed while your ACL, which was completely turned into dust, uh, recovers. It was pretty awesome though, how he turned that into a rear naked choke win. Yeah. Um, oh, he's, no, you can't doubt this guy's toughness, dude. That, that goes without saying. I thought that feel guy, I thought he looked good, Mr. Pastor. Um, you know, I, I think he's definitely, he deserves to be here. He trades. He trains down there with the boys at Novo, you know. Um, so I think he's got a good camp. He's not too old. He's got a pretty good size. Um, I like him. I kind of like him. And it just that's that's a really that's a really tough debut, you know. Yeah. No, it really is. It's a it's a that's a tough uh, number to draw. Big flyweight too. I mean, he's really big for one twenty five. Mukayev has all the skills too. He just. He, he he's for I don't know he just finds himself in, in a lot of trouble during some of these fights and he, even uh, I think it was was it Malcolm Gordon had him not like yep. not like in crazy trouble but like was threatening these submissions no, but, and, and that fight yeah, went way too back long. I believe and yeah. Charles Johnson went the distance yeah, um so yeah I mean who knows he has fought tough guys since he started so I guess I got to give him that and he's just going to keep learning but he definitely has to you know now he has to take some time off with the injury and. He deserves to be humbled, but how about him doing the splits before the fight? That was fucking... Yeah. Oh, man, that hurt. That hurt me. How about Lerone Murphy? This is a split decision victory for him as well. Did you agree with this decision? Yeah. Uh, I thought he won that fight. It was a good fight. Uh, Mr. I like Mosca, Gabriel Santos. You know, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He, you know, he, he had his own, his own um, bits of success across the fight. Uh, the one... The one ref gave him the second. I don't agree with that. I thought he won the first. I thought he won um, the first. Uh, that was uh, yeah, the one round I gave him as well. But, yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, for a guy who was, what, 9-0 or 10-0 coming in this fight, fighting in um, LFA, it did look like the guys he fought did have good, at least good records. You know, not like uh, there's not one fighter on his resume that has a under 500 record. There's one. So, I mean, that's that's got to say something, right? Honestly, for Brazilians, when you see them stack up those 0 and 8, uh, 2 and 15s, 10 and 50s, that uh, that shows to me that his uh, his camp or, or his or her camp doesn't really trust in that. You see a Brazilian camp throw their guys to the dogs, to the wolves, and he uh, keeps winning. Beat Elvis Brenner, uh, who's in the UFC now. So, yeah, I feel like this guy can make some noise. And I like Leroy Murphy, but he's very split decision-y. You know, he's, it's happened to him a couple times. He has a draw. So, um but I also am a, I'm a big fan of him at 145. I know he's a little bit – I think he's a bit, little bit old, right? 31. So, yeah, he's probably at his peak. 
uh, but good win for for him. Yeah, I, I Lerone Murphy. The only thing I would just say is his takedown defense needs to uh, need some work. It needs, but it needs to be better. That, that's going to be how he how he loses. He's going to get grinded out for sure, especially at one forty five. But you know, he uh, he mixes things up. He got his own takedown. He yeah. goes for his own. Um, I think his gas tank's improving a little bit. So we'll see. Gabriel Santos, another one to to, to watch for. CLD Chris Chris Leroy Duncan uh, gets gets the TKO victory over Dusko Todorovic due to uh, his knee just completely folding up on him on a clinch exchange. Really, not much yeah, to say was... here. I mean, CLD was going to win, but uh, I mean, at least it's easy to say that you know. But that, that would have been my pick. I just yeah. you know, Dusko just really can't get out. of I mean, that's just tough. Tough break. He's had some bad luck, man. Yeah, he man. has had some bad luck. Um, so yeah, that sucks. Never want to see that, but. Interested to see Christian Leroy Duncan going forward. I think – did they say he was – he played another sport, was it? Was it football? No, maybe not. I thought I, – I remember them talking about his background in some sort. He looks he looks physically gifted. Um, he looks like he could be a pretty good Switching prospect. stances. He looked good, man. I liked him. At, at middleweight. He looks like – yeah, he looks like, you know, quicker than most middleweights or, you know, better better footwork or something. So it's going to be interesting to see him going forward. Dusko is – you know, not he's not one of the lowest – middleweights in the world you know you could definitely debut against worth um so yeah i, I think they uh they probably feel feel highly of him this might be a wild comparison but i i, I felt a lot of cyril gone vibes when i was watching him fight i wasn't well, hopefully we not, uh yeah not that on him. yeah not that he's that good but uh you know maybe he needs to work on his takedown defense because that also seems like an issue for mr gone uh how about jake hadley with a uh, with a body clinic on Malcolm Ooh. Gordon, he you know f- first couple ones hurt him, and then that last one just folded him up like yeah like nobody's business. Jake Hadley gets the victory early on, one minute, one second, easy W for Mister Hadley. Yeah, I think he was in my uh, lock money line parlay. I was going uh, Juliana Miller was in one of them, and then I didn't include her in the, in the other one. Thank God, but it was I think. I think it was Joanne Wood, um, Joanne Wood, Jack Shore, and Mr. Jake Hadley. I think maybe somebody else, too. Maybe Mokhaev. Even though that one got dicey, he still won. Yeah. Adds a little bit, adds a little bit to, the, to the parlay, if you will. But, yeah, Jake Hadley made quick work of Mr. Malcolm Gordon. Um, Malcolm Gordon probably, uh, probably on his way out. I mean, I know, you know, he, Hadley's good. Mokhaev's good. Uh, Amir Albazi's good. Uh, Jiri's pretty good. But... Two and four, I think he was stopped in all four of them uh, in the first round three times. So I think you know it's next for him at flyweight. I think we know. I'm good. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> don't I'm, really don't need to see much more uh, for his own sake. I mean, but he, like you said though, I, I do hate to cut these guys and just throw them out when you're fighting some of the top level of competition. You know, not I guess not the top level. I should say just. You know these up and coming animals that you have. You know, I don't know. I, I'm trying to shoot this guy some bail, but it, it, I like Jake Hadley though. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, that's pretty much. That's yeah. I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, I thought we're that trying the, the, we're trying to help this guy out. Think, we're struggling. I didn't think. No, well, <laughs> I didn't think the, the Nascimento loss was like that that bad. I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, I'm already off the the hype train of the bandwagon," but I. I think that guy's pretty good and also like a really just an awkward matchup bad matchup he's a he's huge he's like five nine at, at, at lightweight or flyweight so like you know 
What do you guys? He, he arguably beat he arguably Piva beat Piva and Olenbekov. Like I, I don't know. I, I think Jake Hadley's pretty good. Uh, is he a world beater? No, but he was also born after I was, so I can't really say too much about the kid. If he's not, he hasn't peaked yet, you know. Yeah. So we'll see if he gets his uh, wrestling. I guess his take accuracy is one hundred percent. If he if he does that more, if he gets hit less uh, in the Candelario fight, I thought he got hit a little too much. Um, uh, if he just does that better, uh, pretty much improves. Maybe adds more jab, throw more light, low kicks. I think it'll take him to a higher level, but we'll see. I mean, still pretty young. Uh, flyweights. It seems like flyweights um, progress a little slow. You know, remember Brandon Marino's build up. A lot of people thought he was nothing, even the second time he came to the UFC. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 tough, man. These are these are big guys making one twenty five. They're not all small, even if they're short. So. Um, also just a tough weight class. It seems like there's split decisions and close fights all the time. So, uh, I, I still do like Jake Hadley, but we'll see. How about Joanne Wood? You mentioned her taking care of business against Luana Carolina. Uh, did you think this was the right decision? Yeah. Um, I, Luana Carolina, she's looks terrible when she fights. It's so gross watching her just hard to give punches. her a scorecard. <laughs> Oh my God! I mean, she, and she doesn't fight smart ever, you know. Um, I don't know how Mr. Vito Paulillo Paulillo uh, gave round three to Luana Carolina. Um, ben Carlage did too, but he gave the first two to Joanne. Well, I thought she won every round, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, one David Lethby did give all three to Joanne Wood. I thought she won all three. I thought she just did. She's just better. She just does better. You know, it wasn't a good fight, so I can't. I can't really sit up here and say, "Oh no, it, the scorecard should have been this," but. Um, she landed more. She got a couple takedowns. She landed the better shots. She mixed it up. She went to the body a little bit. Um, Luana Carolina always looks like she's getting hurt when she gets hit. I don't know why. The way she just flails her body, I think, but I'm not sure. How about Jai Herbert? Ludwig Klein, majority decision. What went on here with the judges? Um, so what happened was Ludovic Klein, I believe... What did he do? I think he grabbed the cage. I think he grabbed the cage and um, stopped the takedown. But I believe when Bruce Buffer read out the fight, I think he I think he messed it up, right? Let's see. One judge gave Herbert. And, let's see. Yeah, so I guess. Hold on. <laughs> trying to find the scorecards. <laughs> This one they already have them sealed like a like a like a, a court case file. But I can't do it. Yeah, I believe all three had it different. Maybe not. Um, I thought Jai Herbert won the first and then lost the second. Uh, it was a pretty pretty good competitive fight. They kept going back and forth, but there was a, a fence grab. I think that's what it was. I need to. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there's multiple fence grabs, and maybe he got hit low. Oh no. Okay, Herbert hit. Klein below multiple times, and that's what it was. Okay. So, um, and then after that, uh, yeah, I think it was just, it was a fair draw, which sucks, but you know, like Jai Herbert won, but he got you got the points taken away. So, that's, yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Veronica Hardy with the upset against my girl Juliana Killer Miller, not did not Oof. look good. She didn't look good. Wow. How about the head kick that landed in the third round? That yeah. was loud. Huge Holy knot on the shit. forehead, just shooting for arm bars the whole time. It was just not not a good look for my girl, Juju. So here's one thing. I, I don't know. I think one thing I'll say is whenever a fighter is coming off a little bit of a layoff 
as long as they're young, I, I think it might not matter because she, she's coming off three, almost three years exactly off of the, you know, losing a decision to be a Malecki. She comes back looking the best she's ever come back. She also was dealing with, uh, I believe, concussion issues. And that's nothing you want to hear. That's, that's not something you want to hear about a fighter, especially a young fighter. But working with Dan Hardy, whoever else they work with, um, I don't know who she trains. I don't know if I guess it's Har- Hardy Wallhead MMA is what it's called. Um, I guess just being locked in and training with him, um, take some time off. She looked good. She looked really good. I mean, she pretty much won every every part of this fight as a plus what four hundred fav- underdog, four fifty underdog. Insane, insane. Um, okay, maybe maybe it was only three, but yeah, Julia Miller, <laughs> she uh, she needs to work on some 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 stuff. Yeah, so that is bad. She comes in, you know, pretty much begging to get hit, and um, it doesn't get better. She doesn't get better during. She gets worse. So I think you know she she has a. What, three and one, two and two and three and one, three and two. I three think she two. definitely needs some work. Uh, but I, I guess this was supposed to be a layup for her, you know? I guess maybe this is just something everybody got wrong. Yeah, she just. I, I don't. I really. There was really no game plan here. It was just kind of let me come in, let me rush in with my face, get get jabbed, get taken down, you know, then try to shoot some arm bars from the bottom or try to set some shit up, and she really would just hold on to her arm and not in a position where she could finish an arm bar and get her face bashed in. It just, I don't know. It just, she really had no, she only has one way. She's a one trick pony. She has one way to win. And if she can't dominate you on the ground, then that's it. So she's going to need to add some levels to her game or she's going to be in some, in some trouble against some of these girls at this, uh, at this level. So that was UFC 286 from London, England, Ote Arena. Uh, Jake Hadley wins 50000 Gunnar Nelson wins 50000 and Gaethje and Fazeev both win $50,000. Shout out to Rich Mitchell making his first appearance I've ever seen him in the, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, judging. Ju- I'm sorry, not judging, reference some fights. He was, not, he was in not fucking around, man. He was, he'll take a point <laughs> from you, no problem. I believe they said, I wish Keith Peterson didn't have the yeah, no-nonsense. they did say Rich Mitchell, <laughs> should, Rich Mitchell should get that. <laughs> no-nonsense, um, Rich Mitchell. I like that. I'm going to call him that. I think we should call him that no matter what. Well, I'm in. We, we can have two people with the same nickname. I don't care. It happens all the time. I mean, time. how many snipers are there in the fucking yeah. UFC? I can think or of two. The, Sean you know, the Sniper Woodson and Francisco the Sniper Figueredo. And the Russian sniper um, Nazardine Imovov. There you go. It's all over <laughs> the place. But, uh, There's snipers everywhere. Yeah, I, I, Not really much else happened this past weekend, right? It's uh, other than... I know, don't think so... <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find. Uh, I forget who it was that was supposed to fight. There was supposed to be a main event, and then it got canceled because somebody didn't make weight. Yeah, it was Rosado and fucking Gabe Rosado, man. They they keep trying to throw that guy in there, and he was supposed to fight. I wish I could. Uh, let's see, let's see. Hold on. He was supposed to fight. I think Racing Ramirez. Of Cuba, Gabe Rosado, and then so that fight got canceled because because I believe Mr. Ramirez missed weight by twelve pounds. Holy oh, Zerto, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't racing uh, Rosario. I'm thinking of racing Rosario. It was um, Zerto Ramirez, my boy. Uh, twelve pounds, twelve. 
That's not even close. Do you think he even tried? No. No, he didn't even cut. He didn't even sweat before this fight. He was just like, "Yeah, you know what? <laughs> fuck this. I'm gonna knock this guy out. I don't need to fuck." The and league. you know what's funny? I mean, he he would have because Gabriel Rosado has been knocked out like 15 times. You see that in boxing, you know that's that's, that's a journeyman right there. And Zerto Ramirez, one of my favorite fighters, his only loss was to Dimitri Bivol, lost the decision. That was, uh, I believe, last Christmas ish time. Um, so yeah, this fight got canceled, and then the card went on. As um, as it was supposed to, the co-main event was was Joseph Diaz, who also missed weight, <laughs> so, and then he lost as like a minus two thousand hundred uh, favorite to Mercito Gesta. <laughs> so the whole card did not go as planned, <laughs> and sometimes, that. sometimes I, it makes me laugh because boxing promoters, uh, I believe it was Oscar De La Hoya, no surprise, his own and Oscar De La Hoya. Their card didn't go together as planned. <laughs> I believe somebody on the undercard, I think just Jonathan Perez, also lost as a huge favorite. Um, so that's all that happened in boxing. There's there's going to be bigger uh, a big event this weekend, though. I believe this is when we finally get the Showtime pay per view twelve round. I, I don't know if, what belt it's for. I don't even know if it's for, but I think it's for to fight Canelo, pretty much. David Benavidez, Caleb Plant, the grudge match. They hate each other. They're two of the best. Um, super middleweights in the world. It's going to take place in Nevada. Um, it's going to be a huge fight. I can't wait for that. I think Jose Ramirez, Richard Comey, or I don't think they're on the same card actually, but they are going to be fight the same night. Jose Cepeda getting in there. Um, and then Anthony Joshua, April 1st, the following uh, weekend. And then after him, you have Shakur Stevenson getting in there. So you kind of have some boxing coming and going almost every week. Uh, not too long after that, Javante and Ryan Garcia are actually getting in there. I think it's going to happen this time. Uh, you never know with boxing. I believe it. Yeah, so I think everything's signed. You know, as long as somebody doesn't get arrested, which you never know. Could happen. Uh, but even even then, I don't think it's really going to throw a wrench into things. So Canelo Alvarez finalizing a fight with John Ryda of Mex of Mexico of England. Um, and then Stephen Fulton was supposed to fight the day after that fight just got pushed back. Nia Inouye just uh, suffered an injury in, in training. So um, Philly's own Stephen Fulton will have to wait uh, probably another month or two to get in there and pull off the upset, in my opinion. And that is that's the combat sports world, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back again this weekend. I know I said that last time, but we had some scheduling uh, conflicts. And you guys are There's lucky. A lot going on. We didn't. We, we're lucky we didn't show up. Well, at least I didn't, because I was going to fucking lead you into, into slaughter. That's what was going to happen there. We have yeah. UFC fight night from what? San Antonio this week, this upcoming weekend. We got Cheeto Vera and yeah. Sanhagen to talk about. So we will be back this upcoming weekend. We will give you a full breakdown from top to bottom of what's going to happen, and we'll give our picks out. Jeff Molina, we have a lot to talk Jeff about there. He's, got a, Jesus, he's got a big fight coming up. Yeah, he's... All right, and that that is uh, the just Google him. How about that? Search his name on Twitter. This has been the Hot Take Hot Box Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. We will be back this upcoming week. We thank you very much. Headshot dead. <laughs>